0: Filmmaker Commentary, episode 191. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we cover movies with commentaries from directors who take the time to record them on Blu-ray and DVDs. We also give our detailed insights, so look out for spoilers. We discuss the latest in showbiz news along with movies and TV shows that we've been watching. So join Reginald Titus Jr., that's me, and Casey G. Smith, that's me,
1: every week here on Filmmaker Commentary.
0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I'm joined with... KCG Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. And today we're talking about Lethal Weapon, 1991. Who was it directed by? 1987. Oops, I said 91. Ah. Episode 91, <laughs> film came out in 1987. Uh, it was directed by Richard Donner. Yes, sir. And we have like the producers, Joel Silver and Richard Donner, written by Shane Black. Action-packed. Yes, sir. Um... What was the box office in the budget for this film? So, Lethal Weapon on a $15 million budget. Huh?
1: well gross, gross worldwide, $120 million.
0: Damn, I'm surprised there's not 10 of them. Hey. <laughs> At this rate, dang. $15 million? I would have never guessed million. it. I would have never guessed. They spend it all on explosions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, this is an unlikely duo. Like, I would have never... Like these yeah I would have never guessed this, but anyhow, uh, what was it? Was it a sentiment? And did it win any awards at the time? So when Lethal Weapon dropped,
1: uh, it was a it was a, it was a smash hit. right? people were were all over. Even uh, I believe even Siskel and Ebert were giving it giving it praise. And as far as awards go, it actually was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sound. Okay. Um, we'll and, take that. Yep, and uh, it did win a couple of Image Awards by the NAACP: uh, Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture for Danny Glover, Outstanding Supporting Actress for one Tracy Wolf, who I believe played the daughter, and uh, it also won Outstanding Motion Picture.
0: Okay. So yeah, that's that's it for major awards. That's pre- that's pretty legit. Yes, sir. Yeah, I can I can definitely dig that. Um what was the sentiment? Did like what were the you already said that. Cisco Negro. Duh. Uh was <laughs> So it it was a hit uh internationally. Was like was this a thing, like it did it travel well or did or was this like a kind of like an American phenomenon? Or were those were those uh numbers not really let's see here. Reported.
1: I think we're still early in the in the it's 1987. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it was released globally because I I remember I watched one guy on YouTube talking about it and he talked about the key art. So obviously we have the the, the disc in front of us. So that image right there like that, like was the movie poster in America.
0: It's a it's a great, great key art. The picture's black and white. Right. So Mel Gibson is
1: looking straight right at, right at us like into the camera and Danny Glover is looking slightly off to the to the right and he's slight he, he's he's kind of behind Mel Gibson's big 80s hair. Mm-hmm. Mel Gibson looks a little menacing and Danny Glover looks serious. But there's a slight variation in how it was released in other countries mm-hmm. where the the look on Mel Gibson's face is different and it's in color. And Danny Glover is also looking right at you as well. It's much better. Slight, slight adjustment, but it's much better, much more
0: intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. And also too, like if you look, if you know nothing, if you've never seen a trailer or anything about it, you just judge what this movie is about based on this key art. You would think Mel Gibson is the, the star and the main person, but he's not introduced to us first. You know, it's, uh, that's those politics, right? So it's uh, very interesting to see how the key art, you know, in order to sell the movie. Right. Um, you know, the choices they make versus... Wait, wait a second. What, what's going on here? Seems like to be a story more about... M- Marta? Marta. Marta. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, before we talk further about Lethal Weapon, let's talk about TV news and movies. Why? Wow.
1: So in the news, according to IndieWire, Wonka, Night Swim and anyone but you tell us why the 2024 box office will be such a challenge. So pundits predict 2024 box office will be determined by successful by the success of lower budget originals rather than franchise films.
0: Thank God. (laughs) <laughs> that was the
1: case this week with good performances by anyone but you and Night Swim, uh, but we're also oh. we're also seeing the downside without blockbusters to elevate grosses. We did have uh, Wonka from Warner Brothers, a musical prequel to the classic um, to the uh, rolled Ro- doll uh, adaptation, uh, which is now over two hundred million dollars domestically and it repeated at number 1 this weekend with 14.4 million followed by 12 million from Night Swim uh which is the latest low budget horror film from Blumhouse Blum <laughs> from Blumhouse <laughs> uh, yes from Blumhouse uh still the first week of 2024 totaled around 87 million that's 18% off from 2023 uh-huh. thanks to the Avatar the Way of Water which was like 45 million and ended at 517 million i guess Uh, Domestically, certainly a tough a tough act to follow, but it's a rare post holiday weekend to not gross over one hundred million, and usually substantially higher. Interesting. And then, of course, the Sony rom com Anyone But You is at number five with nine point five million, up nine percent over its second holiday weekend. Okay. Yeah. So the box office, apparently, according to pundits, will will be dependent on the uh, on original
0: low budget films. Absolutely, because. Uh, with with uh, Night Swim, I remember uh the watching the trailer. Of my kids and they were just like, I want to watch it. And then also, keep in mind these are the same creepy kids that wanted to watch uh the Freddy movie, Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah, and I think Blumhouse helped produce that, right? Sure, they did. They did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, horror. We'll be right there. <laughs> we'll be, yeah, especially low budget. You know, it was like they got that down. Um, okay, that's cool, man. What what have you been watching? Night Swim. Did you really?
1: Yep. Yeah, went to the theater <laughs> on Saturday. What? Went to go see Night's nice Woman. I, I knew nothing about it. My buddy wanted to see it, and uh, I was like, "All right, cool. Let's let's go check it out." I hadn't watched the trailer.
0: Nothing. Is this the one? This is one. they there, like in the trailer. Well, you didn't see the trailer, but are they like Marco Polo? Marco. Yeah. And then disappears. Like, all right.
1: That that would have been good for the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, uh, so Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son. He's in this, that guy, that guy is doing mad work. He is getting a lot of business. He's in the Godzilla movie, right? uh, He's in the show, um, Monarch, The Legacy of Monsters. He's in that. I saw him in something else recently, but I'm like, this dude is steady working and always like a wide range of, yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's He's on the fast track. He's on the fast track. I mean, he's
0: got the perfect dad for that. The fast track, man. I mean, yeah. Kurt knows the industry in and out, from the stunt side to everything else.
1: Yeah, but that's not always a guarantee for you know a <laughs> no, child
0: success. But if this, if it's your passion, if it's something you want to do, if you're good too, like he's this guy's good. He's he's he got to be good. You got to have the chops. He, you can't just you can't just be like, well, my father, <laughs>
1: my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know who he is? Yes, <laughs> I don't have to read.
1: <laughs> what? Oh man, but yeah, so he's. He's in it. It it, it was a, it was a solid little horror film. It it uh. It, it's it's got his creepy, you know, uh, elements to it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I walked away. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool.
0: Okay, night
1: night swim, night swim. And that's again, Gus going in knowing nothing. That'd be cool. It's got some. That. It's got some tropes though. Obviously, nah, horror yeah, film. It's, yeah. it's got it's got some tropes.
0: Yeah, night swim, Major Dar. When were we talking about the guy the voice the, the voiceover guy from like the 90s weren't we talking about that at Olive Garden we were we were <laughs> how, would you, how would he in do a, in a world where something's in the water the teens swim at night but not for long
1: what rises up when you go down night swim <laughs> <laughs> gotta go
0: <laughs> nice okay yeah I will definitely have to check that out
1: When the sun goes down, something surfaces. Night swim. There we go. There we go.
0: What about you? What you been watching? Uh, A couple things. Um, One thing is um, YouTube. I got. I mentioned a YouTube video, but over this past week, Cat Williams has gone viral. Holy smokes! So my mom is asking me, "You, (laughs) I'm
1: like, oh yeah, this is this is out this is out this is out there mainstream."
0: (laughs) So when this video dropped, I I saw it on my YouTube channels like what's premiering because you get you know you like see it in your feed premiering is like what Cat Williams is about to premiere. Haven't heard from him in a while. Um, not on on Shannon Sharp show. So when Shay Shay Club Shay Shay, I was like, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great because I ain't heard from Cat in a while, Mm -hmm. and. Shannon Sharp has a way of... He feels like... He's like the Oprah of guys. Where, like, back in the day, you can go on Oprah's show and just let it out. You can cry. You can (laughs) confess your love. You do whatever. People just... They just get (laughs) this comfortable. Yeah, and Oprah was just that... She knows how to get it out of you. And it seems like Shannon Sharp, for guys, like, when guys go on his show, they feel like they can open up more. He's a manly man, etc. They feel like they can kind of open up and just kind of let it all out. Right, Um, Man, but... I was not ready for what Cat Williams, but I was all for it. I was, I watched all two hours and 45 minutes of an interview on a couch, which felt like I just saw a set, a com- like a comedy set. That's what it felt like. I was like, this is brilliant. And um, when I watched it, I think it was at 50,000 views or something like that. Mm. And then literally, we're here like a few days later, and it's already at like 32 million views. Wow. Which is, pro- is going to probably get the record of the most uh, views for an interview uh, for a, within a year, right under Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. And there was another person that Joe Rogan interviewed, but it's probably going to break those records.
1: Wow. I watched a s- snippet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of the uh, of the interview just just of him talking about Jonathan Majors <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh dang <laughs> Dude. wow he yeah he did somebody was afraid
0: back. yeah he was afraid and he was like oh yeah you know it makes sense but he started talking about he, he,
1: yeah, yeah, like he afraid of white women and then saying yeah. that yeah, just yeah, it was fascinating. He's saying that you know, oh, you know, like uh, you know, oh, they, they 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 like our features like that. Like, they, yeah, he, he, he Some was about was the black like, features. Yeah, I was like
0: for pop culture, it is, like for black culture too. it's just it's it was great, it was great. But yeah, it's like he made he's. I don't know if this is like all the way true, but it feels like it might be true is that he went through the Mensa organization, which is an organization for like geniuses for like young prodigies and stuff like that. And uh, they say his IQ is like at one sixty three. He's, he talked about it before. Mm -hmm. And when you like kind of go back and look at his stuff, it's, he is pretty genius on how he goes about handling and how he maneuvers through his comedy Mm -hmm. uh, from business side and from like stuff like this, like the pop culture things. And like, and you look back and like, dang, that lines up. Everything's lining up what he said years ago. He was like one of the first people that I listened to well, came he kind of gave you a peek behind the Hollywood thing. Mhm. Without telling you what's going on but kind of giving you like a peek in his comedy he would do that. Whereas sometimes other Hollywood people are just kind of they're like, "Nope, gate closed, we're not saying anything." Mm. So, yeah, he's he's yeah, he's uh he's a very unique Comedian in our time No
1: doubt It's got, it's got me interested To see uh, See more of what he uh, Had to say I, I I saw just a It wasn't the clip But more so Kind of the The preview image Of Him saying something About some comedians I assume maybe like Stealing jokes Something to that effect I don't know yeah.
0: Do you want so. me to tell you Or do you want to wait I'll find the clip And watch it Okay yeah. But it's true <laughs> That's the crazy part Mm. Yeah. Well,
1: that's not uncommon in comedy. It ha it it, it happens. But typically, I uh, I thought I understood that if that happened, others would kind of call you out. Because I know that with uh, what's his name, Carl um, Carlos Mencia.
0: Oh, he got destroyed. Yeah. Like he he got so bad that um, not only did he not say sorry, <laughs> he kind of he kind of died on that hill of I. And you know sometimes when you get to a certain like point in like your career and your staff, especially like in that Hollywood thing you can drink too much of the juice right and think you're more than you know like you reprimand you know what I mean like hey hey sorry yeah we did take that I'll pay you for the joke kind of like um uh Byron Allen Byron Allen used to get paid to write jokes and people would pay him 10 bucks a dollar for his for his jokes like they used to sell their jokes right you know instead of just minty instead of just paying hey I'm sorry here's some money no he just died on that hill of its mine. Mm. <laughs> oh man, Joe Rogan destroyed him for that. Mm. Uh, it's bad. Um the cool thing about technology and everything is that now because of all of the video that's available. I, you go back and find Oh it. my god. And people all the people that he listed, they they're dropping receipts left and right and they got cats back. It is pretty cool.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: It is pretty cool to see. Yeah. All right. but, but yeah, man. I'll say yeah, definitely check it out so you can catch up and see what's going on. I would like to hear some of some of your thoughts on it. But it it has been very eye opening, to say the least. Nice, nice, nice. Um, have you heard Godfrey do like a, a Steve? Uh, what's Steve Harvey? Have you heard Godfrey do a Steve Harvey impression?
1: I have. <laughs> <laughs> so spot on. God, Godfrey's good, man. Like yeah. I I I like when is his next special dropping? Because yeah. he, his regular regular black hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh I've also been watching uh, I watched this actually on the from the last episode I didn't mention. This movie called The Deer Hunter. I may have talked about this in person, oh, but I right. didn't but I didn't talk about it Oh, on we the didn't show. record it. Yeah, I was, yes. like, I was like I was like oh, I was So <laughs> this is a, a movie that's on Netflix. Uh, it came out, I believe, maybe seventy-seven or seventy-eight, My I God. somewhere around there. And I, and I, I had heard the name drop somewhere, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is fascinating." I knew it had something to do with kind of the Vietnam War, and yeah. so I, 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 I delved in watching. I, 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 I like to, I like to see movies that, that have gotten a lot of critical acclaim, and particularly, mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of, I'm finding myself drawn to stuff from the '70s at times. Like, okay, if it, if it got like a lot of notoriety, and it's got it's got Bob Benier in it. And Christopher Walken, I'm like, okay, okay, this 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 has this has something, this okay. has something, okay. And so it's set in a small Pennsylvania town. It's a, a bunch of blue collar, young blue collar guys who just you know, like to you know knock off and have fun. After they finish the shift at work, they're gonna go and have beers and have a have a have a have a good time. Yeah, and they're just doing their thing. And uh, one of them, they they like to go hunting every now and then. Mm, and that's Bob, the name. Yeah, yeah. Bob Daniel's character he, when he goes to hunt deer, he's like, yes. "You got to give them one shot. It's got to be, it's got to be one shot." And so it's got Meryl Streep in it. It's got, it's got a cast. Okay. And and in in essence, what happens is that the uh, these guys are going to get sent off to Vietnam. Like three mm-hmm. three of the guys in this group, they're going to get sent off to Vietnam. Like the next, like in two days. And the day before they get sent off, one of them gets married. Yeah. Okay. and so like after the wedding then we cut to them in Nam and it's just it's just looking crazy you know the bombs are flying and and of course De Niro's character is murking murking people you know mm-hmm. murking the Viet Cong with his, with his gun of course he's he's good at it but then they all get captured and and, and it's kind of just, it, gets, it gets kind of wild and I won't give it all away but so, solid film good performances it's got that kind of 70s Kind of darkness to it, like it's not a it's not a happy ending kind of kind of film. Again, it's it, it's very much so. When we covered films like Taxi Driver, we kind mm-hmm. of talked about cinema in the '70s having this heavier vibe, the, the kind of the anti-hero vibe. And it's not until films like Rocky where we kind of begin to pull out of that. So yeah, this The Deer Hunter kind of falls in that same vein. But again, it's it's a well done film and and solid performances by both Meryl Streep. Bob De Niro and Christopher Walken before he kind of became a kind of parody of himself. He didn't have that, that, that weird hesitation uh, that we all know, know him for. But yeah, Deer Hunter
0: Where, who, on Netflix. What's the name of the other actor that's kind of weird when he talks? Um, sparkles. <laughs> oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: uh, Jeff uh, Goldblum. Uh, Sparkle Fingers. Sparkles. Jeff oh, Gold, he's great. He is great. Asgard, as
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you <he> say? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, Deer Hunter. Yeah, that sounds like a bad video game. Like the, t- <laughs> I was like, you remember the gun from Duck Hunt? I, I can just picture that being a game for that. I don't know. Any rate, Uh I watched uh, Dave Chappelle special. Yes, Dreamers. Because I was like, I'm in a comedic mood. Just got through watching Cat Williams, and you know, Cat Williams always gives praise to Dave Chappelle. You know, Mm. uh, Dave uh, Dave Chappelle. He's like probably on my top ten list comedians, if not number one. (laughs) Cat Williams is on there, probably closer to number eight, but uh, Dave Chappelle definitely at the top. Yes, sir. Um, And so I went to check that one out. Master storyteller, and uh, you know, never, you know, didn't disappoint. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. The, way, the way Dave opens I, I'm, I'm gonna lie I get a little nervous sometimes
1: when I see Dave now I'm like really I'm like, I'm like okay well, well, where you going Dave yes. what, what, you, what you going for but he's still Dave is still genius yeah and uh in his approach, and the fact I didn't realize he was going to be doing the his set at the same place where he did "Killing Him Softly." I was
0: man, like, that was like a good little. I was like, yeah, man, because that one was still that one's still good. Oh god, that one's still good.
1: Killing that's that's one of my favorite comedy sets of all time. Yeah. "Killing Him Softly."
0: so That's good. a good one. It's uh, yeah. Wow. yeah it was cool to see it full circle and then also that he's also a producer of uh they shows is a executive producer then uh, you got Snaya Lathan's father who does the directing directing or producing I sometimes I forget but uh it, it's cool to see how many people are involved with his production and then like all of the Uh, Pictures that are taking behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. how they're part of the credit, so it feels like you're part of history when you. It's like wrapped up in this nice little little gift that, and it's historical, and it's been consistent
1: with his 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 various specials, right? They all they all end that same way of just like his his connection with these different people and and artists how it all kind like everybody everybody likes to laugh, you know. And there's again, I've said before, I, I I enjoy watching comedians. Interact with each other and yeah. try to make each other laugh, whether it was Seinfeld's comedians and cards getting coffee, excuse me, or whether it's uh, Headliners, also Netflix, which has obviously Chris Rock, yeah. Kevin Hart, and even a little Dave Chappelle in it as well. Nice.
0: I was thinking about checking that one out. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that one out. I saw the trailer for that one for the Kevin Hart and, and Chris Rock.
1: Yeah, it's very, it's good. It's very, very enlightening. Okay. Very, very enlightening. Um and it's got it's got a little bit of their of their of their uh, some of their sets, even a little bit of from Kevin Hart's previous mm-hmm. set that we saw on on Peacock.
0: Yeah, what it was kind
1: of special on there that he's got some of his jokes in that in this in this set. And that shows. one
0: was pretty good. Like Kevin Hart, is, you know, it's it is what it, it's like a uh, like his comedy. It feels like it's more like a maybe like an international kind of thing where you can go he can go to Africa and tell these jokes. Um, yeah, it has like like they cross over. Kind Of appeal, where it feels like it's not as edgy as it used to be, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't put a finger on it. But, it did, uh, he
1: did that one and well, he was in London,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's he's out of doing his thing, man. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, like kind of like the pinnacles, kind of like worldwide comedian. Speaks, uh, go ahead. What was I gonna say? It was cool to see the uh, guy at the end of the uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, because remember, he told a joke. Yeah. Right. And then when you go and you see this guy in the wheelchair he's like, Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was kinda true. cool to see, like full circle about it. And then that guy's just dying laughing. Yes so sir. he got jokes for everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's so my strategy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, what you doing, Dave? <laughs> what you doing? Yeah, but uh he yeah, he had it worked out. Um but speaking of Kevin Hart, on Peacock, I watched a few episodes of Heart to Heart.
0: Mm hmm I don't think I mentioned this last time. Maybe I did. You did. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just don't remember what episode, I've, unless it's some um, some newer. Episode?
1: No, oh. uh, it was it was the one with the the rock and one, one, the one with Will Smith.
0: Huh? Bring it up again, <laughs> just it was in Will, case. Will Smith. Because pre- I thought when we did our New Year's special. Um, you know, I,
1: can, I can. double back to my. Yeah, notes. I know you
0: had brought it up on on there, but I don't remember you dropping names. Yeah, I did
1: have it on my. Yeah, I did okay. talk about it last time. All right. Well, never mind. Um, I also so I I on on HBO Max. Finally, they dropped their they they do a, a, a docu series that's based on the decades, right? Sixties, mm-hmm. yeah. the seventies, the eighties, and nineties. I remember when they when they first dropped the one in the sixties and seventies. It was one of my favorite things I had ever watched. I, loved, mm-hmm. I absolutely. Loved it. I, mean, I mean, I've been like, okay, all right, HBO Max. You're doing so much stuff, showing a lot of CNN stuff. Mm-hmm. I want this freaking docu series. And I mean, they've got they've got documentaries on there, docu series on there. But they finally dropped it, and so I just before we started recording, I just finished the the nine episodes of the sixties. I just I, I I just dig it. I, I like the historical context, and yeah. So I watched that one, so now I'll be starting one in the seventies. Now 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 they they go all the way up to the two thousand and tens. I've
0: been nice that.
1: Okay, so I can dig that. But yeah, so that's you know that's on um, Max HBO Max, and they cover so much. But I just again I love getting context for. Where the country was, what they experienced, and just so much, so much change in the '60s, like it, mm-hmm. so yeah, so much that um, shaped our country in the future. And it, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was <laughs> solid. It was solid.
0: One last thing that I've been watching—it's uh, animation uh, on Netflix—is called *Kigan Ashura*. It's kind of like in the same vein as *Baki*. Um, I, I was about to watch Baki. Like Baki was right here and this Keegan one was right here. And I was like, Which one am I gonna choose? Let me I don't know what made me choose it, but I went to Keegan on this one. Um but long story short, it's about it's a tournament. Mm-hmm. Martial arts tournament and it's about um basically business owners. So all the merchants of the land throughout their history, they solve their business problems through battle. And ah. so it was like, hey, if I want this contract to build this building and you want it too, well, and if we can't agree on anything, well, we're going f- to violence. And so what they do is they hire uh, fighters to represent their corporation. Oh,
1: and then, okay, they're hiring fighters. Yes. Okay, that's interesting.
0: And so when the fighters go, you know, they, you know, the lady pr- presents, hey, this is the, this is so-and-so, this is his style. Then there's like a little backstory back about their style and how they fight and da-da-da-da. Then it goes into the battle. And then, depending on what was wagered, you know, it could be, well, if this person loses, they lose 10% of their company or some of these companies are going bankrupt. It is, they got a lot of on the line with these fights. So it's been, huh. uh, pretty interesting to, to, uh, it's been entertaining. So I've been enjoying. It. So after I finish this, I'm going to go check out Baki.
1: Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. How many, how, how long is it?
0: Um, so it's part one and two and I'm on part two which you might as well just say they're seasons, mm-hmm. but about 28, 30 minutes or something like that. So it's pretty short. Um, and about eight to 10 episodes per. Okay. Yeah. So I'm on part two and I'm about wrapping that up. And then they are also have a season two, So I'm gonna go check that one out. Ah, Gotcha. Cause I thought I was going to be able to go in and out. And I was like, Oh, there's, there's seasons. There's, there's a whole situation here.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you realize like, Oh wait, what that, have I got involved in?
0: <laughs> like I didn't know. Yeah. They get sometimes like there's more. But wait There's more Mm
1: -hmm. That's about uh, Oh wait no One more thing I I did finish You are what you eat A twin experiment Ah How did it end Because I remember you brought it up But how did it end Yeah so the way that it it Ended Is that There's only I want to say only four episodes In total So it's not super long But the way that it ended Is that All the twins For the most part lost, Lost weight All the ones who did The omnivore diet All gained Muscle yeah, they gained some lean muscle. Uh-huh. Those that did the vegan diet, it, with the except with the exception of the, of the 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 two young black twins whose father was a bodybuilder, uh-huh. like that that guy, he actually gained some lean muscle, but he but he, he ate more, and, that, and that's a lot of, a lot of things that the people did on the diets is that they didn't eat enough, uh-huh. specifically on, on the uh, vegan diet, they yeah. they wouldn't eat enough, they they feel like oh, well, you know. And they're like, well, no. This is really healthy food. You can eat more. Yeah. So they, so when they, they were all working out, and so they were kind of those on the vegan diet. They were burning the the their lean muscle because they weren't uh, taking enough, getting enough carbs. Um,
0: I want to answer like uh, the the oh oh I've been watching too many animations. Oh okay. Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah, the the, the the responses in the in the in the anime is is always interesting, culturally speaking. But I wonder how much of it is kind of heightened because it's a animated show. You got a point versus 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 real life.
0: You got a Good. point. You know, maybe I should watch a Japanese story and I'll get back to you on that. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but nonetheless, so but uh, <laughs> well,
1: here's the thing. So it was two sets of guy, uh, set of guy twins, two sets of guy twins, two sets of, of female twins that they focus on out of the twenty two in total, and both sets of female twins did not follow the didn't the 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 ones who were on the vegan diet did not fully follow their diet like they were supposed to, hmm. like they they yeah. So, so went, what does that mean? Went around it. So they 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 in particular lost lost muscle. Lost lean muscle mm. and yeah, so yeah, it kind of hurt hurt some of their potential results uh, yeah. because they didn't they didn't follow through with what they were supposed to do fully. But one interesting thing is that they also had measured their for the and they only did this with the women. They had them watch some arousing materials, some, some porn, basically. What is going Because they wanted to measure if diet affected their so kind of like sexual drive. Of course, it does and so. Well, that's not a given. Yeah, if, unless you're you, you <laughs>
0: starving yourself, you ain't worried about none of that. <laughs> I'm just messing around. It kind of go. Yeah, ahead. In
1: context <laughs> of, a, of a carnivore versus vegan diet, so so they they they, they had mentioned it beforehand, and then they measured it again. Now all the women their 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 uh, their numbers went up because they had this camera that they measured heat around their um, genital area. And so for the Omnivore women Like their shot up Let's say like You know Like they they went from Whatever They were like in the The
0: 200s What shot up What was it that shot up The amount
1: of heat That was generated Who Hello Oh whenever they
0: watched it Okay Mm
1: -hmm. But then with the Both women who were on the vegan diet Like their shot Like 300 Like 380 360 Hello Like what And the the doctor was like You've got a forest fire Going on now (laughs) (laughs)
0: What
1: Yeah so that was an interesting uh The
0: bus is on fire. Mm.
1: <laughs> so that was an interesting thing. But but the man, one of the biggest takeaways I, I had from it was man, again they were showing stuff from the industries in terms of how certain things are made and it was it was pretty disgusting. From the, the salmon farms the, the, to the chicken farms. Mm.
0: I was like, Yes this, this is gross. Yeah. It's really, really gross. We get our eggs from a farm up the street. Mm. Um when you when you go, like, to a grocery store and you see, like, what a whole chicken costs, it's not that expensive. Um, you can get one, for example, is it Brookshire's or Brookshire's? Uh, you can go to Bro- <laughs> you go to Brookshire's. Um, Brookshire, Bring That's it. what I said. I say Brookshire, but I even asked the person, I, was like, I said, late, and she works there. Mm-hmm. Is it Brookshire or Brookshire? She was like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> so when you hear people, you say, just welcome to they like she says Brooksters, but I was like, what is it officially? Because mm. my Cause Eng- gotta, English is telling me one thing. You got to find a commercial. <laughs> that's what you got to do. You got to find okay. a commercial on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get the official. You right. So I went there, and uh, you know you can get a whole chicken for like nine dollars. One that doesn't have like GMO. It's natural. Da 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 da. But like if I go to the farm, like that same whole chicken, it was like thirty bucks, twenty five, thirty bucks. You know, if I wanted to get like you know official chicken that's raised on the farm you know and isn't all jacked up cage free yeah uh well you can actually you can go on the farm and like actually see oh there there's a chicken that one kill him <laughs> that, that one. one I want that one <laughs> yeah man and, you know but I, I mean,
1: gosh i seeing this like you it almost makes you want to like go to places and make sure that what you're getting isn't isn't raised like these other chickens cuz it's the
0: conditions are it's disturbing man it's yeah, um very disturbing i got a glimpse of it when um um was our guys from uh, from the Supersize Me? Uh, Morgan Spurlock. Mm-hmm. He had did a follow up to Supersize Me uh, when he was doing the chickens. Uh, like he wanted to do like a, like a chicken pop up shop, kind of like Chick Fil A, and food was good. Had, he had like a good situation, but he followed like the chicken industry to kind of see how they were coming up with this, and he was he was exposing a lot. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he kind of got swept up into the Me Too movement mm-hmm. at that time, and so kind of Morgan Spurlock kind of got thrown to the wayside. But that would that movie would have been a hit. Um but yeah, I got a glimpse on how these chickens are cage free. You're free. Free range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and
1: even what that means sometimes, like sometimes people know oh, that the chicken may be able to move, you know, in a five foot area and they say that's you know, some might call that cage free. It's
0: messed up, dude, because like so <laughs> in Morgan Smalllock's movie, they were uh you got the farm but then they'll open up the wind like the door to the outside. And it's like they're free to go outside. But mm. in reality, they never go through that window because they're so used to being inside the bar, So they're Good. never going to go out there. But they have an option, so it's free range. Mm. So it's like little weird things like that yeah, to get cow- loopholes.
1: Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> it, and it's just it's interesting here, just like kind of how much power these industries have in affecting things and laws and and what's what's permitted by the FDA. It's like, oh wait, man, this is why is this okay? Why 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 is X amount of you know, either it was pesticides or just like certain levels of disease. Like it's something like that. like in the salmon, at least according to this documentary, I'll say that according to this documentary. Yeah. Like with the salmon farms, you can see how the, how the salmon are raised. Or even it's, oh, it's just gross, man. You see how many are just like deformed and they're just all swimming in their own crap. Literally. And it's just, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's so much waste. And they're not regulated. They have to like empty it as bad. So they even show how the fish grow like deformed, like just Dang. mad deformed. And yeah, they're not, it's not wild caught. Um, but this, yeah. So anyway. That's gross. Um, yeah. But they do show some kind of pretty cool vegan options. It's got me thinking about going vegan again. Oh. Giving it another shot. Give it a go. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I've been watching.
0: All right, all right.
1: And today's show is sponsored by Natural Hair. The movie by Grind Over Matter Films available to stream on Tubi, Roku, and on YouTube. Please check it out and leave a review. Now let's jump back into
0: the show. And thank you for tuning in to Filmmaker Commentary. We're talking about Lethal Weapon, nineteen eighty-seven. Directed by Richard Donner And let's jump into the synopsis Lethal Weapon is the thrill-packed story of two Vietnam vet-turned cops Who have just one other thing in common Both hate to work with partners But their partnership becomes the key to survival When a routine murder investigation leads to an all-out Take-no-prisoners, martial arts, and machine-gun war With an international heroin ring Lethal Weapon, rated R Uh, Something about spoilers
1: And if this is your first time Listening to filmic commentary Please know that there will be Spoilers Spoilers. You've been forewarned Who's in our cast? The cast of Lethal Weapon Consists of one Mel Gibson as Martin Riggs Danny Glover as Roger Murtaugh Gary Busey (laughs) As Joshua Mitchell Ryan as the general, mm, and some other people. but These are the the, the main people. <laughs> also, there's there's a <laughs> Tracy, Tracy Wolf as uh, Rianne Murtaugh.
0: Okay, Tracy Wolf. All right. Um, how did you watch this film? And have you did you watch this before? I remember the
1: first time I came across Lethal Weapon. I I had seen trailers and heard about it. But one day, year, I me mean was years years later after it had been released, I caught the end of it one day. Okay, like after they had already been yeah. captured and mm-hmm. they were, and they were kind of you know breaking free. I remember seeing it, but I was I, I knew it was like, you know, I was so far into the film, I was like, no, nah, I don't want, I don't want to see the rest. Like I'm like this I mean I'm nah. sorry, I, I stopped it. So when I, and I watched it, it at some point, I did watch the whole movie. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, it's very memorable. But I don't remember when that was. Yeah. I, mean, I think I caught it streaming somewhere. It may, mm-hmm. may have been when I was doing movies on Netflix via Blu-ray or DVD. But I did watch it at some point. I don't remember, yeah, when or where. But
0: I liked it. Yeah, me. Um, I don't. I I, th- I think I remember the fight, just like you say. But I don't remember anything else. That means I didn't watch it, but like the, I remember seeing the VHS in the house. I just mm-hmm. never did watch it, you know? Uh, huh. It's interesting. But so this would basically be my first time watching it officially, all the way through. Mm. And you uh, knew
1: enough to knew that it was set in in, in Christmas because you made mention that before we were talking yes. about. It. You were like, well, You yeah, know, it's set in holidays. I'm like, uh oh.
0: yeah." Okay. I remember it, and then I don't know if it's a. Um, I don't know if I've seen part two. I just remember it being a Christmas. Vibe to it that I, I see. I didn't even remember
1: that. Yeah, and here's the interesting. I I was under the impression that when I was taking my notes, I was like, okay, this is this is a combination of Die Hard, yes, with the Christmas
0: stuff. You die Hard in forty
1: eight hours reversed exactly. I was like, okay,
0: the Troublemaker like, is the white guy instead of the black guy, exactly.
1: But then I started researching. I'm like, oh wait, Die Hard came out after this, Ooh. like a year later. Ooh, wait, and it's, and it's and, who wrote and, it? And Joe, so, um. Die Hard. I don't know who wrote Die Hard.
0: I was like, is that a Shane Black thing? Because Shane Black was just like doing his thing. Like, Cranking out stuff. Yeah, because didn't Shane Black then he do um what's the one with Damon Wayne's uh Boy Last Boy Scout. I think so. Yeah, Last Boy Scout on that one. That one had an interesting vibe to it. We might go down action 90 movies.
1: Last Boy Scout did not say the South that's a pretty good uh yeah. action film. But um yeah, I was I was surprised to learn that it uh, it came out a year later.
0: It's Die Hard's '88. Yeah. Oh. This is
1: '87. But Joe Silver is a producer on both.
0: Oh, and I'll dive into some more trivia okay. about that. But that's good. That's that's good. Joe had his hands on a lot of stuff. Yeah, he, I think he got caught up in the Me Too movement as well, if I'm not mistaken. is he the bigger? Because he was in Roger Rabbit. didn't he help produce Roger Rabbit. Isn't he the guy that was like literally yelling at Roger at the beginning of the movie? The producer. That's just Joel being himself. <laughs> he didn't, he's just playing himself when he, when he was yelling at Roger Rabbit for not getting his lines.
1: Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Maybe. May if I'm wrong. I'm trying to find the writer for Die Hard. Really oh. Yeah. Uh Actually, it was, oh, Roderick Thorpe. Oh, okay. And Roderick Thorpe, it's his writer based on, based on the novel. Uh-huh. Oh, because basically his novel, there's a novel, basically it's called Die Hard with uh-huh. the, Yeah, Die Hard with the, what the heck? Yeah, okay, yeah, so Die Hard apparently is based on a novel yep. by Roderick Thorpe, uh-huh. but Jeb Stewart is the
0: screenplay writer,
1: and uh, Steve S- D'Souza, yeah. they're, they're both credited screenplay writers, and D'Souza actually worked on 48 Hours, oh, and Jeb Stewart actually worked on The Fugitive.
0: Okay, okay, that was hmm. joint was good. It was good, man. It was good. Okay. Thanks for that trivia Yes, yeah, sir. A little early trivia for y'all. Keep us sharp. Savor
1: it. There's not too much in this in this episode.
0: Uh, uh, right. Uh, and then I, so, how I watched it this time, I went and bought the DVD. Uh, yeah, for like $3.99, 4 You trip. couldn't find a Blu-ray either? Couldn't find it. I was like, dang. Told you, man. Like, this okay. one is, like. When it, when it comes to older movies and they're on DVD, I kind of, I've been staying away from them. You're like. Usually I like would that. do it, but like uh, my newer TV, like it burnt out or something. So I'm like, I'm on an older flat screen TV, mm. and it doesn't do well with dark colors. And so when the, when I'm playing a DVD on there, it's gone. Especially for the older films, they don't transfer well. Or if it's a bad transfer on the DVD, it doesn't do well. But if it's on the Blu-ray, and it's a good transfer. Solid. I can, yeah, I can, it looks great on there. Um, and I started playing. I was like, dang, it's dark. Exactly. <laughs> Darkness falls. Yeah, I was like, I, I can't enjoy this. I don't know what this girl's doing. I just like the opening scene is just this lady laying down. I see her face. And I'm just like, it is dark in there. I had to pause it and then I went and got, uh, rented it on Amazon Prime $3. For yeah, rent. I, I, man, my, my copy had like no features.
1: I, I should have just at least have been watching high def at least. Somewhere. Yeah, and I just
0: did the HD version. So I was like, yeah. oh my God completely different like mm. the first shot when you're like in the city and you see and you float around i couldn't see anything i just see dots everywhere I couldn't see anything and then as soon as i got the hd version oh, oh it's a city <laughs> is that what that is? i thought it was a galaxy <laughs> confused uh this is local, oh, this, is just local. Yeah. this is
1: not intergalactic yeah huh,
0: okay okay uh <laughs> um so, anyhow, so that's how I watched it uh, this time around. I made my wife, I was like, hey, you got to put your phone to the side. Mm. Put your phone up and watch this with me. She's like, all right, fine. <laughs> I would have never watched Lethal Weapon if it wasn't for you. Ah. Uh, and so she sat down and watched it with me. Turns out she dug it. She's like, this is great writing. See, she said, I forget how much I like action films. <laughs> better than you remember yep (laughs) this episode sponsored by (laughs) Olive Garden
1: (laughs) (laughs) better than you remember that's
0: funny I'm Uh, I'm, I'm glad
1: glad she enjoyed
0: it yeah man so yeah it ended up being pretty good I didn't I didn't know I knew what to expect but I you know kind of reserved my bar was kind of low you know, just like yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. They made four of them. They had the first one had to be good. You know, the funny thing is that <laughs> I remember I remember going to the theaters
1: and seeing Lethal Weapon three, mm-hmm. no four, With in Jellies. theaters. Yeah. yeah, when I was in high school, me me and Knox and uh-huh. my, my my other buddy
0: Reggie, uh-huh. we went and saw it in in theaters. I remember that. Jelly was the truth, man. Yeah. Um, what did you like or not like about the film?
1: I. Liked the chemistry between Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, like they worked worked together so well. You uh-huh. know, they, they they come across as I guess the classic trope of ah, you know, we don't want we don't want to be partners. We uh-huh. like each other, but the way they develop, it, it feels it feels earned. It is earned. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. That's a good writing.
1: Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like overly. It doesn't feel forced. It's like okay, throughout this, yeah. Period of time. All right.
0: With, um, I like how, even though we see Mel Gibson on the cover of the the movie, you know, and all that stuff, when you actually watch the movie, it's about this brother and his family and like Mm -hmm. how he's, you know, making a living as a cop, you know, just kind of just doing his thing. Nothing spectacular is going on. You know, he's just at a job.
1: He's by he's by the book. Like this guy, he does his job the way he needs to do it. He's he's good at it. He's yep. made he's sergeant, if I'm not mistaken. Sergeant Murtaugh. Mm-hmm.
0: Or maybe or is he lieutenant. I think he's I think he's a sergeant. Yikes. Um Yeah, but, just but just kind of seeing he has respect of his family. You know, mm-hmm. you see him. It's like, oh, his family loves him. Because they couldn't... You know, if you see other people, it's like, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to my son in 20 years. Or, you know what I mean? It could have been that kind of opening. Oh, yeah, we're, we're distant. But no, they're so close that they... Literally, let him blow out his cake while he's in the in the tub. You know, yeah, that's that was a little weird.
1: That's like, a little it's a little strong. I'm like, why isn't in the Murtaugh family locked doors? Yeah. A few minutes later, like some girls, they just come into the house yeah. and knock. Come, I'm like, why isn't my locked doors in the Murtaugh family? Like, a, what, what's going on?
0: It's here? a little open. Uh, <laughs> my I tell my kids to knock, and but I got three kids that just no two of them that will just go. They don't care. They don't, sure. Long as the door is open. Especially my three year old, he's Coming pushing in. It. Yeah, he's boom. I'm here. Yes, it's what's going it's, on. It's a mess. Him and the five year old are like that, but uh, <laughs> everybody else better not.
1: <laughs> they're, they're, they're learning. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I also like the I like the the mix of action. Like this is a an action movie, and the action comes. It, it it comes at the right time. Like it's like yeah. it does it doesn't get dull. It's like all right we're moving moving, we're talking a little bit, a little bit of explanation yeah. and all of a sudden ah somebody showed ah. <laughs> you but, but I I like how when it pops up because it, it is a little bit of a thriller because it keeps you it keeps you guessing. Like I like the how that kind of unfolds. Like
0: yeah, oh. it comes in this mystery.
1: Yeah, and you think, okay, it's okay. Oh no, this guy's getting he's getting taken
0: down. It's like, like, we're, like, uh, we're solving a crime. We're actually we're going along to solve this crime with, with these people. Sir. Well done. Oh, uh, what else? Um, I like, I like the action. There's a little bit of style to it um, from the director. Um, the action is what really sell I don't want to say it really sells it, but when, when like when a house blows up And something's happening, I'm like, they don't do it like this anymore. Yeah. Like, like uh, you can feel the energy. When that car uh, towards the end, when mm-hmm. that guy's
1: car blows up, he's trying to the the I guess the general he's trying to reset He's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, right in the middle of the street. Yeah, like, oh. the street's glistening. They watered it down. You can tell, like, oh. and it's cocaine or whatever.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> falling down on people. Hell of a drug. <laughs> Hell of a drug. Um, but yeah, that one. I'm like, what's oh, uh That's, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty powerful. I'm like, man. Yeah. Yeah. They they do the stunts. They do the stunts right. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I don't think there really anything that I disliked that stood out that I remember. One thing that I, I like is like no major black characters die in this film. Yeah. Honestly, it was was interesting. I think is that like race. We, we aesthetically, we know that Danny Glover that Murtaugh is black, and we we know that Riggs is white, but race <laughs> doesn't shout out to like, America. Like, but there's but, but there's
0: no mention of. They're not self-aware with it, like like a, like a forty-eight like, hours. Like, 48 or, yeah. hours. Like, like
1: there's no like direct mention of it that I could catch within the context. It's just
0: like, like yeah. on,
1: honestly, like the, the, the races could have been changed, um, or they they could have both been black or both been white. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, cause, like the race is not mentioned at.
0: At all, it's not mentioned, and I don't think it's necessarily important for the story. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So I'm like,
1: you could have, you could have put, yeah, some some actors of the same race, different race, and it still, uh, still works.
0: Yeah.
1: That's so why I, I found it's like, huh, interesting. Again, like it's, it kind of subverts, subverts some things. It kind of subverts maybe your expectations in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, huh. Okay.
0: Yeah, because we're. Thinking about it Because Americans I I could talk for Americans Where That crap is drilled In our brain Like we just can't help it That's our history Right (laughs) We just look at stuff like that Instead of like Looking at each other Like Americans
1: And we've had other movies Previously That had played me Again I think Against the time 48 hours Gonna play play And Beverly Hills Cop as
0: well You know Yeah by
1: that point Yeah Beverly Hills was what 86
0: I can't remember Don't give me the line But in the same Kind of vibe though You know it was You know it's the brother it's the brother from Detroit That's hip just talking to people Beverly Hills You know So you have the class Along with Classism like 84 of, Along You get the classism stuff You know When you when you got this black guy Going to Beverly Hills uh, Which our character Play but he, You know They go to Beverly Hills And they, it's not made into a big deal um, But yeah It's just it's but the, the contrast is stark Because when
1: we see Murtaugh He's got a house Mhm. Nice, you know, nice home. He's got a freaking boat.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. And but we see Riggs, he lives in a in a in a trailer park, man. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 yeah. lives
0: However. Dusty. You know? Yeah. Dusty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, wakes up in the morning buck naked and and just yeah. goes and g- grabs a beer. Like the free. Bre- breakfast of champions like
0: free, okay? That buddy's free. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> free free Willie. Um, so no commentary, no special features, really. Um, dead gum thing. Yeah, man, we were searching, but uh, to no avail.
1: Yeah. So again, if you if you're looking for a Lethal Weapon, you have to plan. Yeah. <laughs> you have to plan because there there is a, a a box set that you can find like on Amazon places like that, but it you know, may take a little while to to ship. Yeah. So we're planning on lethal. You know. Uh, you mm-hmm. know. Anyway, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say that towards the end. But Boom. yeah, you got you gotta plan.
0: You got to plan. Uh, what tone do you think they're hitting with this film? Uh, totally speaking, this is an 80s buddy cop action thriller. Mm. Yes. And like when the credits are coming on, you hear Jingle Bells. Mm. Jingle Bell Rock, right? Is that the That's name true. of the song? Uh, who's singing that? Do you know who singing that song? Oh, they mentioned the guy. It's a name. Po- It's like it's he's, a, he's
1: actually a country. He's actually a country singer. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw, I, saw a tri- I watched a trivia video by somebody and they mentioned that he's uh, actually a, a yeah. But then at the very end of the film, they're playing. Uh, uh, it
0: sounds like Elvis Presley, uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's another. It's a Christmas song at the end. Yeah. So like they are making sure that we know. That it's Christmas, mm-hmm. it, like from the intro, they're playing Jingle Bell Rock. To like every every now and then, people will say Merry Christmas, Merry like that's been said by different characters at least four times. And we also see when we're in the police station, we
1: see the officers practicing to sing. I think Jingle Bells. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: or Deck the Halls. Or well, yeah, uh, some, some, some Christmas. One night. of those. Yeah,
1: they're they're working on their Silent character. Night was it Silent Night? I
0: don't know. Maybe but, it's Deck the Halls. I, <laughs> They're, yeah, but they're, they're they're working on their caroling. Yes, uh, yeah. So yeah, you got the Christmas, Christmas. It's caroling. You got the Christmas vibe. That's kind of like they want to let you know that it's Christmas, and in uh, California, you know. So it's it's a it's a weird Christmas because I just had a thought. Yeah, was Cobra also set
1: in Christmas <laughs> I as <think> well? So. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> Cop, cop christmas movies like that's a whole that's a uh, thing. bigger genre than than i thought 80s 80s cop christmas movies i did oh do it again make it christmas like, yeah oh man i Damn. didn't i didn't realize it was, there were that many set during the holidays
0: and then we go from that mood of It's all black, playing, you know, with the titles, like, oh, this feels good. Makes me feel about, like, Home Alone, because I know that song plays somewhere in Home Alone, uh, the the first one. And uh, I was like, oh, man, this makes me feel good listening to the song. Then all of a sudden, it's, we are in the sky, the music is fading away, we go to this butt-naked chick in the window, the window's open, she's high as a kite, and then she jumps to her suicide. You're like, oh, uh, okay, that ended quickly. So <laughs> yeah. it's like it's this rude awakening. Yeah, and it's
1: kind of meant. It's meant to kind of shock you, like, oh, what is happening? What is this about? And that gets your attention. Yeah. Like, hey.
0: very memorable scene. Like, like just straight. Uh, what I want to say, I'm, I'm lost for words. But it's such a memorable scene, especially using someone naked and then some like a, a suicide. Like, it's so dramatic in that way. You're you're not gonna forget that. And you see, you see, like the body falling. And yeah. and
1: then all of a sudden like they, they show the interior of a car and you see the ceiling just Dude. cave in.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh wow, that's brutal. And so the whole movie
1: And then we cut to Danny Glover. hmm So we we know we're getting like a again, thematically it's it it, it kind of you, these moments that kind of will shock you and then we mm-hmm. go to like you know, the home of you know uh Lieutenant Murtaugh. Yeah, in this tub. As it's, yeah, they they strike they strike a nice balance, yeah, of between these different tones. They 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 uh-huh. they give you the levity when they need to, kick the action up when they need to. But there's there's some there's some heart behind it as well.
0: Uh-huh. Um, what from a stylistic standpoint? Did you, did you catch anything from a stylistic standpoint that they try to establish? They definitely
1: do some some big action shots. In, mm-hmm. in particular, I like how they handle the, the high falls because there's two kind of mm-hmm. big high fall scenes. One in the opening that you mentioned, but then also later on we see Mer- we see Riggs talking to a guy who's who's looking at trying to jump off a building, uh, and, and 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 Riggs eventually slaps cuffs on the guy dude. and forces him to jump and they both jump off and you see you know their legs kicking these these are these are like the first person you could tell is maybe like a a, a, a dummy or whatever but big this like, these are the big dummy <laughs> big dummy but this this is two guys like legs kicking like yes. this and you're like oh my goodness where are the they going they landing in a big cushion thing that's yeah. that's set there at the at the bottom that of the building was a cool surprise yeah i was like ha oh. Okay. <laughs> but I'm also like, "Oh, what are we worried for?" Like, yeah, that guy yeah, is this this big thing's <laughs> down here. This guy can't hurt himself. I mean, I guess you could land wrong on it. You could get hurt, but uh with being handcuffed and jumping? No, I mean, it's the guy who's going to jump in general. I'm like, well, they have this thing down here." I'm like, he, "Unless he, unless he runs to another part of the building where you don't have that, but Yeah. Yeah. But no, that was it was a cool surprise, but that's the way that shot. It's uh they they give you the just that kind of, I think, I think even maybe the music, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's music playing, maybe it kind of stops, but it kind of just the, the free fall moment of you like.
0: <gasps> yeah.
1: But Don said he, he had, he had multiple cameras covering, uh, covering that shot. Cause he didn't, he didn't want to do it again. No, that looked, different. he was, yeah, he was concerned for the, his stuntman. Um, and then I mentioned this before, but just localized explosions. <laughs> like we see again with, with that, with the car. Um, And then even with the other car, the the, the chase at the end when when Riggs shoots the guy's vehicle that he's already stolen from somebody else and the front of the grill's on fire and he has to stop and steal another guy's car. That guy's pissed too. He's got my car!
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, also, like, from a blocking standpoint, the style, like, for example, when we're in Murdoch's office, we're kind of seeing, like, how he goes about his day discovering evidence. You know, people are giving him things, how he's interacting with different people. Um, He's got his little office. Um, But the camera is, like, kind of moving back behind him and then to the front of him as they're kind of doing their scene. I was like, okay, that's kind of some smart blocking without having to cut to the next person. They can just kind of play the scene out. Mm. So uh, okay style That's some blocking there Getting you um, Spielberg on I, I like in particular when he's talking
1: to um, the, the the girl who dies Her, her father His old Vietnam buddy mm. And they're mm-hmm. talking And finally we get the big reveal Oh this guy's involved with this cartel If you will You owe me yeah. Dang. And then as we're talking When we see that helicopter drop in the frame mm. You're like, "Oh no. <laughs> 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 this is not going <laughs> well. It ain't working, Billy." <laughs> and it just, yeah, like I'm like, "Oh man, this guys, it's a rap." Yeah. Like these guys are pretty efficient. Ah like, man. man, these scenarios like they know when to pop up, and it's like
0: <laughs>
1: we got a clue. Uh, All right, what's there. Pop, pop, pop. No, we don't. Okay, <laughs> next location. All right, over there. We're, oh no, the house blew up. You know, oh yeah, that's when the house blows up again. Another localized explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they they, there's some good
0: action in this film. Fifteen million, huh? Fifteen mil, dude. It feels like thirty-five, forty. Yeah, I yeah I agree. <laughs> you got a they got helicopter shots. Back then, getting shots with the helicopter that was very expensive. It's the guy that made made you believe a man could fly. You know, this is the guy who shot Superman, dude.
1: So I, I, and Superman was I know was over budget. Yeah. So I think Donner figured out some things since then. He's like, oh, if I can do Superman with all those effects at the time, which were breakthrough mm-hmm. like this. Eh. And Piece this cake. is the, this is and this is Piece This is his first action movie actually. So yeah. Superman's not action. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm going to say as far as, as far as he'd categorize it, Superman's like adventure, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Okay. I, I would I would categorize it as maybe sci-fi. Hmm. And yeah, because you start on Krypton. I think I think Superman would be considered sci-fi, especially for his time, the effects, the flying, Dude. heat vision, ice breath. Yeah. Superman would be sci-fi adventure.
0: So would all action hero movies,
1: are there action hero movies? It's there, times have changed. <laughs> like, I need to give it the times. This is this is late seventies into the early eighties. <laughs> almost 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 nine years. No, about I guess Superman 70, was
0: 78 It's action. Yeah, I, yeah. Now I would call it action. <laughs> yeah, but, but back
1: then, but as far that's as what you're I, saying? yeah, as far as just like a straight like action movie, eighties action movie. Yeah. yeah, at least is what Donner said in an interview. He said this is my first action movie.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Hmm um what oh where were we at? we were at style um anything else as far as like style that's it for me I, um from a thematic standpoint I had a theme of getting older. Mm-hmm. And they were bringing it up pretty <laughs> they brought that up early on uh with Murdoch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh his daughter telling him like, Oh man, your hair is getting gray. Yeah, some
1: gray in your beard. You're getting old. And, and then, then you see when he comes downstairs, like, this sucker done
0: shaved. Yeah, he's like <laughs> I wear my gray. Like I don't hey, I don't want to be mistaken for anybody that's twenty eight. Mm. Like, hey, I'm grown out of here. There you go
1: i <laughs> uh, i I had a theme of grief and loss mm-hmm. We see that with obviously with Riggs and him struggling with the loss of his wife mm-hmm. we see it with um the, the young girl who dies her 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 dad uh kind of initially when he's talking mm-hmm. uh we also see it with somebody else I'm trying to think who uh grief is that yeah what grief Oh man, who else was there? Was somebody else that like seemed to be, like showing, showing grief as well. Mm. But anyway, I saw it as a
0: as a theme within within the film. Yeah, and kind of going along with that is just like uh, kind of dealing with thoughts of like the suicide stuff, especially like during Christmas yeah. time, because like suicide kind of goes up during Christmas time. Sure. And uh, that starts out with the first person that passed that. Jump to our death, you know, mm-hmm. thinking that a suicide and actually it turns into a murder, and then uh, we see a jumper that you have brought up earlier. He wants to jump, you know. Yep. So, we, and then we see um, Riggs
1: also. When you see it's you just know.
0: suicidal in nature. Like it makes sense when, like, when we first are introduced to his character, he has some kind of drug bust, and he's like, "Come on, shoot me, shoot me." He's got the crazy eyes, shoot me. And he's like, "Oh, he's he wants to die."
1: In the field like yeah. Doing doing
0: something that, that matters Yeah He wants to die And uh, he can't do it to himself mm-hmm. But he wants somebody else To take him out of his misery Right So it's not a suicide, uh, suicide
1: in, the, in the traditional yeah. sense So Died in the line of duty It's like
0: dang He's like
1: He's on the edge He's out of there mm-hmm. um, he, But he, yeah He suffered the loss of his His wife in a car accident Yeah And that's still been Like tearing him up Tearing him up And I think maybe from being in the war and, and and having been a killer, I don't know if he, I don't know if he has guilt from that, but he says it's the only thing he's he's good at is killing people. So I don't know if he has any kind of PTSD. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. A th- I had I had a, a theme of suicide as well. I also had a theme of opposites attract. Boom. Hmm. How so? Just Murtaugh and uh, okay and Riggs. Okay. Like, they're, they're pretty opposite in terms of their, their style. Their life. Yeah. But yet, you know, they they end up... They, they have they a find lot in common, common actually. Ground. Exactly. They begin to find that common ground.
0: Both went to, you know, serve the time with the military.
1: Which I, th- I think, again, again I think now... Having watched Rambo and other, other films from the 70s, I like think now, I'm like, okay, in the 80s, there's a lot of these... People in action films that 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 would have served in num. In, mm mm-hmm. It's like hmm
0: Yeah, absolutely. Pay more
1: attention to, yeah. to that.
0: Becomes the main thing that they talk about. hmm Um and then like all the side missions did like, you know, some things that uh um, you know <laughs> some things that were a little sketchy going on during the wartime. Yes, sir. Like, oh uh, it, this doesn't exist if anybody asks you. Mm. Um do you have any Favorite scenes. Yeah, oh, a you few, a,
1: few more, a few more themes. Oh, my bad, brother. No worries. Uh, we mentioned Christmas. Uh, we mentioned Nam. Um, and I said uh, also drugs. It's
0: in New <laughs> Absolutely. A theme, a theme throughout. That's almost a trope, right? With these action films. Like. Yeah, especially in the 80s drugs.
1: Wargans.
0: Well, Anyhow, what else you got?
1: That's it for themes, but I do have some favorite or memorable, memorable scenes. What you got? Uh when Riggs goes all three stooges on those those drug dealers that was funny. he's like, oh, you want to see crazy? And he <laughs> starts doing his mm, Stops. I think that I know that they use that one in the trailers. That was definitely in the trailer. And I remember seeing that. And I'm like, okay, this guy's wild. Yeah.
0: Um I do like the jump. The uh well, I wouldn't even say all right. It's memorable. The lady jumping to her to end it all at the mm. very beginning. That's very memorable. And then later on the attempted jump but it was they're jumping onto the what would you call it? the little blow up mattress thingy-majig yeah I call device. it that a blow up mattress thingy-majig <laughs> yeah. I, that sounds <laughs> perfect <laughs> uh,
1: bring in the blow up mattress thingy-majig <laughs> we got a jumper another one copy Make sure it's inflated double time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that was memorable, and it was funny too because when uh, worked, Murtaugh, like his react is Murtaugh, how you say it? Murtaugh, Murtaugh. I'm, I've never met anybody with that last name. Have you? That's made up. All, <laughs> all names are made up.
1: up. <laughs> That's a made up game.
0: <laughs> all all words are made up. Uh, Murtaugh. Uh, just his reaction—he looked like he's about to lose it. Like he's like he, he's like he's got this anxiety look on his face. Probably is wondering why <laughs> he's he looks sweating. so so sweaty. I'm like, why why am I always sweating, <laughs> man? I'm nervous. This dude has got him like over the edge. Do you want to die? <laughs> <Just like laughs> oh man!
1: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah I enjoyed the jump as well. I also have again it's just from a memorable standpoint again when we first see Riggs attempting like he's got the bullet in the gun and and looking at shooting himself him, you're like man this guy you you and this a credit to Mel Gibson's acting, yeah because he you know he brings the tears and he's just he's just gone. yeah all in and and he's gonna shoot himself in the head he's gonna he puts the gun in his mouth and he's like he's right there it's like no nah, this guy is. He is hurting. But then, but then he stopped and he's like,
0: not today. Yeah, not today. Like, oh, okay. It's like, all Dang. right. So, relief. Unbelievable. Um, when, the, when they're kind of following that hunch of like what's kind of going on with the prostitute, they're going to see her at the house and then it just blows up. Like, that was so unexpected. I was watching the kids were like, hey, are you here to bust? I forgot her name. Was it Beatrice or I forgot what her name was. But they were just like, here, are you here to bust so-and-so? They're like, here, are you here to get her? The kids are just so nice. Dixie. Dixie. So they were just like so in the business and they know what's going on. So they're like, no, kids, chill out. They go on a walk casually to the house and then boom. Dude, they fall oh like damn, they don't do it like that no more, man. And like they they literally blew up this house. It's that's, <laughs> that's an eighties
1: trope right there. Like the <laughs> sudden sudden building blowing up as you're approaching it.
0: Dude, and then they'd fall, like you see the two stuntmen like fall when it's happened, like they could have got jacked up. Um Oh, did you hear what uh, Mel Gibson? What his character say when he was on, like feeling? What are you uh, He was like, uh, that was also a trope. You catch it? The I'm not gonna say it on here, but like the dialogue.
1: Oh no, like, I didn't hear. I didn't <laughs>
0: use F word. Yep.
1: Oh, I didn't even catch it. I <laughs> know, but he told me. He was, I, I see him. trying to get on top of me. He's like, your, your coat's on fire. He's yeah. To, like put put out his. Uh,
0: yeah. His right his before jacket. that, he he dropped the F bomb. Oh, I, I didn't catch.
1: Dang, where is it different? It's the eighties. Damn. Um. So when they're at the family dinner, Mm -hmm. and uh, Sergeant Murtaugh's fast little daughter, Mm -hmm. uh, she's you know making eyes, you know making eyes at uh, at Riggs. Yeah, and and everybody, everybody notices it. Yeah, and the brother and sister, the brother starts beatboxing. Yeah. And the little girl, she starts doing a little freestyle, <laughs> yeah. you know, talking about her sisters in love. That was, that was cute. That, that was okay. that was really cute. Yeah. I I got I got a kick out of that.
0: Um I don't know if I have any more. I got a couple more. Um so when
1: when Murtaugh and Riggs are at the shooting range mm-hmm. and they're doing their thing, pa 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 you know, hitting the targets and they're both, you know, hitting center chest and then mm-hmm. Murtagh's like, okay, watch, watch the old man. Yeah, and he, zzz, you know, sends the target back, and then does a quick drop. Wow! Yeah, you know, like center shot right, right in the head. Boom. Mm-hmm. Riggs Greg's like, it's pretty good. Then watch the young guy, and he zzz, zzz, sends it all the way back. He pulls out his piece. No, he, he he puts the same one that that Martyr used. Mm-hmm. Same same target. Sends it all the way back. Pop 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 Mhm. Pop. Mm-hmm. pop. Brings it all the way forward. <laughs> then gives it to Bertal. Literally, he he has shot a happy face into this thing. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow. And then Bertal like, damn.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That was that was uh, a that, that was funny. Uh, and again, it's another memorable scene after they've been captured and the bad guys are, you know, they're torturing rigs and they're. They're, 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 they're torturing and beating on Murtaugh. Yeah. And, and one guy literally, like, because Murtaugh got shot in the, sh- in the shoulder earlier, literally put salt in his hand. and put salt in on the guy's wound. wound. I'm Ugh. like, I've never actually seen that done before. Yeah. Heard the phrase many times. <laughs> I die, is salt, yeah. But this, they put salt in this man's wound. I thought that was kind of cool to actually, to actually see
0: it. Ah. <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: Uh, last two. Again, I, I reference this, but when when I guess the general when he is turned upside down in his car, mm-hmm. and I know I, I saw the grenades in the foreground and him and him kind of reaching for them, but I didn't notice the pin missing from one of them oh. until the until they come back to the shot. I'm like, oh, oh pin's missing. I oh, this guy's done. <laughs> I, <was laughs> I like, didn't know that. I was like, this guy's done. He's
0: yeah. like, yes. Nah, nah. <laughs> boom, <laughs> gone. That's beautiful. absolutely
1: gone. Um, I put no pin, big problem. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, just the the brawl with with Riggs and Joshua on yeah, the front line. Yeah, like
0: seeing that is memorable.
1: I'm like, I think it's the first time I saw a, a triangle hold. You know, like seeing that like
0: done on a, uh, oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. I'm like, oh, he got him with a triangle
0: hold. Yeah, got the. It was like an arm bar, and then he like switched with the neck. i was like, ooh, ho, okay, let's get him. Yeah, I was like, ooh.
1: Okay, they said they said they those guys went to some pretty intense martial arts training. Yeah, like for hours at a time. Yeah, so I got know,
0: excited when I ready. saw that. I was like, Oh, you don't see the bar? Uh, you know, you see like arm bars more in like modern uh, action films, exactly. But back in the eighties, and like oh. you, you would see Bruce Lee do that move in a couple, and but he was the only one kind of like doing like uh, ground fighting. Sure, you know that was not a thing. So mm. it's like, oh, it's exciting. War we'll
1: fight. <laughs> But I'm like, these are irresponsible cops. Like, you you <laughs> could not do this ah. anywhere but the 80s. Dude, like, everybody stand back. Everybody
0: just sit there these and just let these are, guys fight. These and guys are going to fight. Yeah. And uh, and then the sorry
1: <laughs> then the sorry cops at the end who they're trying to cuff this guy. Like, this guy's got his ass beat and you can't just, you both have handcuffs and you can't cuff this guy before he grabs your piece. Fired. I'm like, that, that that's the only thing. I'm like, that's bad. You guys are yeah, yeah, you guys are fired. You guys are on leave without pay. And to be fair, he's a mercenary. Yeah, I know you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's got he's got beat down. He's choked out.
0: That's true. Yeah, he should be not
1: night. And, and it's raining too. It's like come on, <laughs> slippery. Yeah, but I guess he's got maybe his instincts like
0: yeah, ready to go. Um, tropes. Mm-hmm. I have a trope of uh, like kind of like the ju- the juxtaposition of we see the regular suburban black guy and then he's going through his day and then we cut to the dirty white guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like that juxtaposition of their lives. The see, yeah, single, totally single, yeah, and dirty because you could be single like yeah. Mike Lowry, single, you know what I mean? And That's ha- another buddy cop, yeah. And you can have your stuff together, you know what I mean? My god my god <laughs> No, that's not the case with uh, Riggs <laughs> Yeah, Riggs. <laughs> Riggs Uh So just kind of seeing the juxtaposition of their lives, like, dang, that's uh, that's a contrast for you. Mm. Um, the
1: the main villain with the with the efficient killing second or right hand man.
0: Yeah absolutely another trope uh the saxophone the saxophone was a thing i think we heard it in beverly hills cop uh just like during those little transitional moments you would hear the saxophone play
1: that's true yeah that's that's all all 80s right there i mentioned this earlier but sudden explosions yeah
0: um i was talking about this earlier but the suicidal cop
1: shoot me shoot me shoot mm. me It's a good one um after the final battle, one of the heroes has their arm in a sling. Uh, now, we've seen that before, Either way, whether yeah. they got shot or whatever, but yeah, you know, final battle, you know, in the prologue, yeah, they, they <laughs> got an ar- arm in a
0: sling. Dang. Cops at the gun range scene.
1: Mm, yeah. Beverly very, Hills Cop. very good. Very good. Um, um, cops arguing over who's going to drive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the showdown at the desert. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. When, uh, when this is happening, um, we're watching all the cars arrive at the desert and it's like you got the little fuzzy, you know, whatever the, the little wiggly lines were, it's kinda hard to see. The heat wave. Heat wave, hello heat Keith. wave. We see the heat waves, and so it's kinda hard to tell out what's going on. Then my wife was like, Oh, it's like it's like seven. What's in the box? I was like, ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice, nice. What's in the box? <laughs> Another film where you got the black guy that's got on his way of retirement, kind of showing the ropes to a young Brad Pitt, that's you know, Scout on the Force.
1: Very good, very good. Uh we mentioned this earlier about this, you know, trope of, of you know partners that initially hate each other, mm. but then eventually they they become
0: friends. Yeah. You can't yeah, you kinda have no choice. You um Buddy helped save your family. That's your friend forever, that's true. that's yeah. true. You kind of owe them <laughs> that is also true, and apparently uh the trope of
1: eighties buddy cop films, yeah, set during Christmas or just cop films set during Christmas in the eighties is a whole trope in and of itself the it's whole genre yeah well,
0: there's a lot of a lot of propaganda for cop films um mm-hmm. uh, another trope which' one of my last tropes is it's it's raining pouring. We're at the cemetery and we're putting flowers down. That was uh, Riggs, you know, kind of getting closure with his wife.
1: That's uh, true. I would also say a scene where a cop is on the ledge of a building. What, what building? What happened? Just a cop on, on the ledge of a building. I feel that that's like a trope in and of itself in the, in the 80s.
0: So, oh, so with uh, Riggs being on, w- during the suicide attempt, that one? hmm Yeah, yeah. So I think about, yeah, I just think about, yeah, just cops being on the ledges of buildings. Um, this actually was with uh, memorable. Was it memorable scene? Yeah, memorable scene. It's just when they shot that guy and he went into the swimming pool and it was like in the pla- in the plastic oh, that, that was supposed to be the covering. That's <laughs> that, I think that was supposed to be the covering right for the pool yeah. so that nothing gets in or anything like that. But he falls and it, and is wrapped up in it. What a sucky way to die! True. You got real. shot and then you suffocate. My knees, my life. Holy crap! I mean, that was well done. Like the way it looks. Like that, looked dangerous. And they're, they're, they're trying to get him out of it. I was like, oh, and as he's dying in real time, as they're trying. Like, to
1: like, you <laughs> would have been better just to kind of grab on the on the tarp itself and try to pull that out, and he, maybe he would have unraveled out of it. But them diving in with it, just they didn't have the leverage. Unbelievable. Mm.
0: But that's all I got.
1: I don't know why that made me think of
0: uh,
1: Trevor Noah's most recent. Mm -hmm. Comedy special It's on Netflix But he uh, (laughs) He makes a list Of like He goes You know white people What what are your favorite things Like if we had to make A a list of of, of white people's Five favorite things And he starts going through A a list of stuff But one of the things He mentions He goes Swimming (laughs) Swimming is one of them And so The whole time I was watching Night Swim Like
0: (laughs) That kept coming to mind
1: And then I I watched this And I see this guy I was like Hmm he, he used to love swimming. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man. I guess maybe it's the way he'd want to go Was in, in the pool. I don't Dang. know, but but yeah, that Trevor Noah Was actually pretty
0: pretty. Check it out. Pretty,
1: pretty pretty funny. That's all I have for tropes. Yeah, me too. Quotes, quotes.
0: <laughs>
1: so this is early on. This is when Murtaugh is talking to Dixie. Mm-hmm. He's like, all dressed up and no one to blow, and she's like, <laughs> "You're real funny." <laughs>
0: uh, uh. Uh, Murdoch was talking to one of his buddies uh, in his office and they were talking about like the men of the 80s and like being more emotional and things like that <laughs> and then Murdoch asked him so were you with a woman last night no I was alone why you think I was crying, crying. <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> <laughs> this is a line from Murdoch that he says
1: multiple times throughout the throughout the film
0: oh I'm too old for this <laughs> My uh, wife that was the first, I think it was the first time hearing that And so like She's like wow They just start laughing <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when the guys first um, Are They realize they're stuck together And they're both getting in the car And then he said uh, Murdoch tells Riggs like God hates me That's what it is And then Riggs like Hate him back Works for me Works for me He says crazy Woo like <laughs> Hello Mm. He's serious uh, This is Murtaugh talking to Riggs
1: After After he shot and killed somebody And he's like did you ever meet anybody that you didn't kill Yeah <laughs> Man that's uh, Up
0: to this point I'm like oh, yeah, it has got a point <laughs> When uh, they're going to check uh, Well actually uh, Murtaugh and Riggs They just realized that uh, the Dixie's place just got blown up And apparently she was in there um, The kids that they're interviewing Or trying to You know Get some information From these little kids They were like My mom said Cops kill black people Is that true Is it true Is it true <laughs> <laughs> And Murdoch was like Ice cream <laughs> Yeah let's get some ice
1: cream <laughs> Ice cream <laughs> Those kids Those kids were They kind of stole the show In that moment Like they <laughs> Like don't Don't tell me the your name And then one kid Actually slips Says yeah. the name <laughs> And they were They were They were
0: they were working. Yeah, they were, they were working. working.
1: <coughs> uh, the last, oh, second to last quote I have is again. This is a uh, Riggs after he he had woken up from getting shot in the with the vest. Mm. It was like you know, you know, too much slower than I would have been a false settle for life.
0: <laughs> 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 um, when um. After the showdown between Riggs and the bad guy, Joshua, Joshua, uh, they were like, uh, "No, no, it was Murdock." He was like, "Get that shit off my lawn." Talking reference mm-hmm. Joshua, like, mm-hmm. "Damn, like, ooh, yeah, dang, kind of dirt." Hey, like, get this shit off my lawn. I was like, "Man, that was legit." <laughs> turn right, yeah. he's like
1: where he's at now. Yeah. Turn.
0: He's he's been through it. He's been through it. He didn't try to he done kill people, he didn't kidnap this girl. Yeah, all kinds of stuff, man. Put salt in his wound.
1: Come on now. i tell say this is uh, as Joshua is is basically once they figured out Joshua's gonna come back to Murtaugh's house mm. and uh, he's driving up the street. And those two cops stop him, and they're like, Can we help you? And he's like, No,
0: thank you. Snipe snipe, yeah. like, oh man. Okay. But just the way he says it. No, thank you. <laughs> Yikes. Um, do you have any questions? I actually do have a, a question.
1: I actually alluded to it earlier, but um why do the Murtaugh family not lock their doors?
0: <laughs> Someone's always up in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of disturbing to me.
1: Just <laughs> so, well, mm. feel very safe in your neighborhood, but Yeah people just coming in and out.
0: I'm a cop. I'm good. Yeah.
1: No, that that's it for questions that I wrote down. Did, Did you have, have any questions? I don't.
0: Okay. Um trivia.
1: Trivia. So the original screenplay for Lethal Weapon is actually much darker in tone. Ooh. Both Murtaugh and Riggs actually have some pretty brutal flashbacks from their time in the war. But once um, Richard Donner was brought on to direct, he had an uncredited writer do a couple of rewrites mm-hmm. and and bring just the lighter tone to the film. Good call, Donner. Agreed, agreed. Um, this is interesting right here. Oh, Bruce Willis was actually originally considered for the role of Riggs. Ooh. And when they got ready to cast Die Hard, Gibson was considered for the role in Die
0: Hard. Both would have worked. Yeah. It would have been different, but it worked. It would have worked. Bruce Willis is legit. I mean, he yeah. was in um, Last Boy Scout. True. Um,
1: true. And oddly, oddly enough, <laughs> so one of, the reasons, one of the reasons why Bruce Willis didn't do uh, Lethal Weapons Because he was in a movie That came out A couple weeks After die, uh, After Lethal Weapon Called Blind Date
0: mm.
1: You ever see Blind Date? I didn't I, I, so I As a was kid Is a comedy? It is a comedy uh, I remember seeing it as a kid And I, I used to love watching it as a kid I haven't uh, seen it Since then But it's him And Kim Basinger mm-hmm. Basinger Basinger Kim That's Basinger Kim Basinger. Basinger Why can't I say her name all of a sudden? Kim Basinger Basinger. Mm-hmm. Kim Basinger from Batman fame. Vicki Vale. All that good stuff. Oh, wee, yes, Sir. But she plays uh, a blind woman. So like when they say blind date, like his date literally, literally literally is blind. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun place to watch on HBO all the time as a kid. Blind date. and This is, again, Bruce Willis has an interesting trajectory. Because again, I remember I watched the pilot of Moonlight on Hulu a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then you see how he, how he
0: makes his jump from television to movies in but somebody had to take their remember we had went through that on die Hard. Mm. just like nobody as an action star he is not in your brain no N- just but, like.
1: but his charisma is undeniable you watch him in the you watch the if you watch the the pilot from moonlight mm-hmm. yeah this dude's charisma undeniable
0: but undeniable it's just, I'm not disagreeing. It's just that uh, you are no I'm just <laughs> You are disagreeing. Not disagreeing. It's just a hard sell because nobody thinks of at that time was thinking of him as an action guy. Yeah. It's just like Moonlight. That's who you want to be like the the person like doing this Die Hard movie. But here's the thing. Yeah, there's a scene in Moonlight where yeah.
1: the whole action thing was like this. Anyway, but, yeah, but but it's like oh, the blind date guy. Like no, there, I, there's some stuff in there though. It's like wow, I saw once I saw that I was like, huh, okay.
0: Somebody, some. Yeah, I, the, 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 I forgot see, who took the, the risk. I forgot who had to be the guy who put the career. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. It was a good choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: The, was, the, fact, was, the fact that he was considered for a Lethal Weapon. Like, and again, you know, I I agree. I, I could have seen him as as Riggs. Uh huh. Hmm. And I guess I could see. Uh I've seen huh. um, Gibson. Gibson, there we go. <laughs> I was like, I see his face. what's his name? Mel Gibson as uh, what's the guy's name in Die Hard? Uh,
0: McLean, oh, 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 yeah. John McLean. Yeah, and Mel Gibson's the easier sell for action, for Mad Max and whatever you want. Braveheart. You big guy, yeah, mother. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Easy, that's an easy sell. So, so that was I thought that was very interesting trivia.
1: And again, I got it some of these cool. off of a. Uh, I watched the YouTube video. with guys the top ten things you didn't know about *Lethal Weapon*. Uh, and again, once again, Joe Silver produced both films. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover sometimes feels his old emotions of how he felt filming when he, when he, whenever he watches. Uh, some of his when he, he, whenever he watches himself on screen, he'll, he'll remember like, oh, it was it was cold that night. And He'll get like a, a chill, really, like, yeah, like yeah, he was talking about that in the interview. Like, kind it, it of, t- it takes him back to Dang. what was happening during that time, he'll get goosebumps or chills or whatever. Because he talks about the, when they were filming those scenes where they were um, when they were being tortured or whatever. It was like it was kind of cold at that time. Wherever they were filming, he was like, oh, it's a cold
0: night. Memory, memory is weird. Um, whenever I'm driving. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to a podcast or listening to something. Sometimes when I'm recalling what happened in that particular audible book or whatever, I remember what street I was on. Oh wow! Like it's like an association. I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't for mm. it. Like what? Like just random. It's just That's yeah, how your brain associates.
1: Like it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's just a trip. So, was, so they say like with retention, like if you're listening to a book also get the physical copy of the book. Mm-hmm. And if you read along as you're listening, the retention goes up like 30% or something like that.
1: Sure, you use two styles of, of
0: learning. Yeah, so it's a, it's a trip. So anyhow, so maybe like with the doing something along with you know learning stuff, I don't know. So anyhow, huh. my brain's like, yeah, it was on 3rd Street. Um, Do you have... Find it away! <laughs> Useless trivia the streets. <laughs> Put that on the streets Yeah. <laughs> Things I want to know are Age 36 Most recently Like I'm General trying to recall street. Certain words I'm just like ah, It escapes me But I got this Junk memory uh, Anyway I can tell you What street I was on At two hours
1: 30 seconds into this Audio I walk. don't need that <laughs> Who's doing the filing up there <laughs> You're fired Fine Hmm no wait, come back! Right, <laughs>
0: uh, the <a> petty memory. <laughs> I quit. I'm not gonna even paid enough for this.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. so um, I got mentioned earlier, but uh, both Glover and Gibson are, are both pretty quiet, like by nature. They like to do some practical jokes here or there. Uh, but for the most part they're they're pretty quiet guys, but very well professionally trained actors. Okay. That's all I had for trivia. Did you have anything for filmmaker tips? A couple of quick tips. So Richard Donner says that he actually this could maybe be considered trivia, but he actually hates the he hates violence. And he, he refers to that as uh, gratuitous violence for the sake of just moving a scene along. But he does prefer action and action being used. Only when needed, hmm. so use action only when, when needed at times. But I'm <laughs> not gonna lie, I do like the occasional violent film.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the raid, raid two. Dang, it was a lot of violence Yes, sir. Um, I don't like violence. Ah, really, <laughs> one of the most violent movies this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he also says, you know, hire great, disciplined actors who can. Uh, be very diverse in their their range. And, you know, we look at these two actors, you know, Glover was just coming off the color purple. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. My God. Yeah. <laughs> what a change. But also in this, he... he a he, loving father? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And husband? Yeah. Very, very, very different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's some range mm. for sure.
1: But both scenes, he's in a, I guess, in a tub at some point. I've like,
0: uh, <laughs> had experience doing this. <laughs>
1: I've got this. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> I know how to play this up. <laughs> but then, you know, then we see, you know, later on, Gibson in, in, you know, films like Braveheart, you know, which yeah. earned him, you know, much so much acclaim in Mad Max. It's true. He actually had finished Thunderdome before he came to do, I think this this film. Uh, and then you know get multiple uh, coverages when you have like a major stunt, like I mentioned before, when they did the the stunt when they jumped off the building, he made sure he had multiple coverage because he said he, he like some stunts he can't even watch people do because he just feels just nervous about it.
0: That I feel him on that one, right yeah.
1: Because he said you know if that that if the if it hadn't have worked, he he wouldn't have had them do it again because sometimes stunt guys want to keep oh, doing it again. He's like no, it's too if it's too wild, like nope.
0: What I'm trying to remember what movie that we. Uh, covered, and the stuntman was make it was doing some falls, and he was getting banged up pretty badly. His his head. He's he I'll do it again.
1: Oh, I'll that again. was I'll do it again. <laughs> like, uh, was that um?
0: because um, I want to say It's a single white female. It could have been. It could have been.
1: I think single white female, like one, mm-hmm. of, one of the actors I think got knocked, like maybe like kind of knocked oh, out. Oh, no, no, no,
0: no. Yeah, no. she took some bad hits though. I remember that was the one. <laughs> she should Yeah. That, that was one of the actresses. I think. Yes, it was one of the actresses. <laughs> Oops. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, but no, it was one of the actual, it was one of the professional stunt people who kept just taking. Is that in one of the Tarantino films, maybe? I, I, I want to say it might have been the Bruce Willis joint, but. um. Anyhow, it just kind of, it was random memory with not all the data there. Mm. Uh,
1: I told you I need more pain.
0: <coughs> petty memory strikes again.
1: Um, man, now you got me thinking. <laughs> I don't think it was a, like a Tarantino movie or maybe, maybe Die Hard. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But that's all
0: I got. That's good. Oh, I remember uh, from a trivia standpoint, just when they were jumping the suicide jump with the cuffs, the first slow motion, they were not cuffed together. Mm. You can see it in slow motion. I was like, ah, they got a blooper. Mm. Uh, But, you know, I guess they wouldn't paint things out digitally at that time. Like you get what yeah. you get, you know. No sir, uh, not not just yet. And that would have been super dangerous to really be like handcuffed like that with real handcuffs. Oh man, just on the impact of how been... you land. Like if you don't land right, or one person for whatever oh, reason, air, like yeah, two uh, hundred pound man like floating with your arm this way, like oh, come back, dislocated, bad bad injury.
1: Or yeah, or you or if you're if they pull in and your arm stretches over them when you fall, <laughs> oh, snap, <yeah>. like broken. <laughs>
0: Broken bones everywhere Yikes Mm. Unbelievable Man And um, overall This was good It was better than I thought It was going to be I had a low standard For this one Mm. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised And I look forward to What are we watching next time? If we can find it Lethal Weapon 2 And you can catch us
1: where? Facebook.com Forward slash Filmmaker Commentary we're also on YouTube. No, we're not on YouTube. <laughs> we're on iTunes Kinda, but yeah. Sound SoundCloud and Spotify. Boom. You can catch us on Twitter. He is at Reggie Titus. I'm at KCG Smith32. We're also on Instagram at filmmaker commentary. He is at Reginald Titus Jr. That's JR on Instagram. And I'm at KCGSmith32.
0: Until next time. Peace. Respect.